Welcome to One Topic, a discussion with a College of Business faculty instructor, staff member, or student about what's on their mind at the moment. We pick one topic and have a great conversation. Today, we chat with Jessica Norwood about storytelling through photography. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Ronnie. How are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. That's great to hear. Now, for our listeners, can you first tell us what it is that you do here at the College of Business at NWTC? I can handle that. Um, yeah, I teach in the photography program. Uh, previously, photography was part of digital media technology program. So it was video, audio, photo, and then it grew. So now it's its own program and I am the full-time instructor. I brought you on to the podcast and what we're going to be doing is discussing one topic, which is the theme of this podcast. Love it. Take it, go a little bit deeper into it and see what we can pull out of it. Cool. So our topic is storytelling and photography. So how do we start that conversation? Oh man. Well, in storytelling is kind of everything in photography. When you look at an image, if you feel something, if there's something that um, pulls an emotion or just is visually appealing. That's the whole, that's our goal as a photographer. And all of it revolves around the story that we're trying to create. So in our courses and just in general, as you become more of a visual creative person, you see stories in everything and it takes over your life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what got us talking about this yeah. in the first place. We had another conversation um, over some coffee about one of your things that you just really love about photography yeah. is being able to see emotion or I guess even maybe the lack of it and or trying to figure it. Yeah, yeah. Or create it and figure out what is in this picture. What, what am exactly. I seeing? Exactly. And I think that's, that's, either the hard thing or the easy thing for photographers. I think when you're starting, it is difficult because you just want to take the pictures and have them look good, decent, like something. But then as you progress, you're realizing there's there's pieces missing or somebody looks at it and thinks one thing, but you intended another. So your goal is to make the story and the emotion you want portrayed that you're creating, you know, someone else is feeling that and understanding that. So it's a huge piece, but it's not... It is not easy. <laughs> now, thinking about that, about it not being easy, are there, is there anybody out there that's doing this very well, either from a brand standpoint or maybe even someone that's just a well-known photographer that you, you follow? And you're like, man, they're always on point about this. If you go and check out their photos, either on Instagram or whatever, social mm -hmm. media, their websites, maybe. Mm -hmm. Who's nailing it right now? Oh, gosh. there are, There's so many people, actually. And it's... You know, one of my favorite people is Sal Sincata. Um, he does more of the behind the scenes stuff. So he, I mean, he's a photographer. He's amazing. He specializes in like wedding and seniors. And that's more of my specialty is the portrait side. So I kind of clung on to his thought processes and what he's doing and his techniques and things like that. And he's always after what I love about his style. It's not my style and I'm not going to try and match it by any means. But what he typically does is more dramatic type lighting that involves architecture. So while he's his subject is the 
person, the majority of his image and composition is architecture, but he lights it in a way so it draws you down through the image to the person, and then they might be doing something dramatic like long flowing dress flying up in the air or something. And then you've got this architecture in the background that's just crazy textures and depths and things like that. And it's it's really, really cool to look at. And you, it's, it screams drama, no matter what type of portrait it is he's creating. It just screams drama and you're just sucked into it. And it's so, so cool. All right. So the first name was Sal. Sal. And what was the last name again? Sincata. So it's C-I-N. C-O-T-T-A. All right. Perfect. I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah. One. It's really cool. He <laughs> actually started, um, and he, I love him. He talks super, super fast and he's like a no, no hold back type of a guy. He's just like, no, that's wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that. I actually love that. Those live webinars, all this stuff. He started a magazine for photographers called Shutter Magazine. And it is by far my favorite magazine for information on branding, on marketing, specialties like seniors and weddings and commercial and stuff like that. And every every magazine has a different, um, each it's like the black and white edition, the marketing edition, the and I sit and I just stare and just flip through pages and then go on the website and, and it's free if you want the e-version of it if you want print you pay for the printed version but i like papers <laughs> that's perfect i'll suck up the cost <laughs> so thinking about somebody like sal and then thinking about you and your instructor role how do you start bringing something like that into the classroom and teaching your students to maybe not even become Sal, kind of like what you're talking about, but you know, what are those things that you can learn from him that they can bring into their own or that they can maybe discover who they are, who are they as their own Sal? You know what I'm talking about? So how do you kind of transition that and then bring that to the classroom to kind of get your students thinking in a different way? Yeah, it's, it's not an easy one because it's an evolution. So it's nothing that you wake up and say, this is what I'm going to do now. I only want to photograph this. So that's, we all start with this and then we end up over there. So it's not an easy task to say right now, six months into my career, I'm going to do this forever because it's going to change because I did the same thing. It happened to me, Um, but you settle into it. But if you start thinking about your personality and the type of personality you need for what you want to do. Like someone comes in, I want to be a wedding photographer, or I want to be a nature photographer because I don't want to talk to people. And then they come in and they explore the different areas and they're like, oh, I like food photography. And that happens more often than not. I only want to do nature, but I really like shooting food. So it's, it's a thought process. So I think the first thing is to figure out your personality. So doing some personality tests, looking at your personality traits and what traits mimic the area you're looking at. Do they match? Do they not? And then from there, it's, you know, thinking about, you know, what kind of, I mean, even just going into the business side of it, what kind of behind the scenes stuff are you going to need to do? Is this what you want to take on? And then practicing that niche to see if, you know, is this too much? Is it, am I going to need more equipment than I think I need? You know, that kind of stuff. 
it's, I don't know, I'm just babbling, but it's just, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not an easy test. But I think if you start with your personality, you can easily figure out if it's a fit or if it's not a fit. It's interesting because I follow many creatives on YouTube and it seems like they always go through a transition of what they do. So they'll go back and give a little bit of their history of who they were when they first started out. Yep. And many of the photographers that now do a lot of video as well, they talk about they were doing weddings, exactly. they were doing portraits. That's how they got their start in photography to figure out what it is that they wanted to do. And now they're doing vlogs and teaching yeah. others how to do photography and it's teaching huge. people how to do for, uh, video as well as just going out and doing crazy travel tours oh gosh, and all yeah. these things. And now they all kind of work together to help each other kind of shine yes. and look good too. So it's such it's a different industry now because when I started, I was, I actually started as a designer, uh, a graphic designer, but I just happened to take a job at a photography studio as their designer and then slowly got pushed legit pushed into the studio to do it's just to help out in the background and stuff like that and then I just lived in there so it's kind of where it all came it just progressed and then you know they did all portraiture stuff and things like that but it was it was very much like don't give away the secrets we do this but don't tell anybody and now it's completely different there are groups that get together and they're like you try this technique try this technique well that's not going to work but if you have this you can do this and everyone's more willing to share and i think that's what we need for you know creative industries to survive and flourish really so it's it's a very different world and i really appreciate this time that we're in, especially as an instructor, because there is so much information to share and look where like Sal does that all the time too. Here are my old portfolio images. And he's like horribly embarrassed. He doesn't want to show them, which I feel the same way when I look at my stuff. And he's like, look at that. It's awful. And he's like, I'm not putting you down if your stuff looks like this now. He's like, but this is 12 years ago. <laughs> this is me 12 years later. And where he started, you know, like a maternity shot, he wouldn't do that you know, for whatever money in the world, he wouldn't do that now. I don't think can't speak for him, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think we just, we live in that place now where we, we want to share that information and it's, it's wonderful. So to kind of wrap up this conversation about storytelling and photography, how do you work with your students in understanding what storytelling and photography is all about? Do you have an activity? Is it oh, a yeah. full class or course? What is it that you're doing to step your students through it to help them understand storytelling and photography a little bit better? Yeah, we, um, we kind of do it throughout the whole program. But what we do is in a couple of courses, we have weekly photo challenges. So we'll be talking about whatever topic. And then I might come up with something really weird and crazy off the wall where they have to go out and shoot 10 images based on that one topic. It could be, okay, I'm going to so give you a topic, color. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you a color. Everyone gets a different color and everything you shoot has to be, a, has to be only that color this week. Um, my favorite one that I give out, I call it a safari and I do it in our advanced class so that they can utilize lighting and they have a little bit more behind the camera work under their belt. But I give them the title of the images and they have to create the image that tells that story. That is by far my favorite one because you get all these different interpretations. Like one of them is that seventies photo. So they, it, I get everything I get. Um, I got a picture of someone 
a group of people in their 70s. Um, and it was just a cool portrait of a, it was a couple. That's what it was. It was a married couple in their 70s. So that was the 70s photo. I had someone who went to their parents' house who had the nasty green shag carpet and the painted yellow dresser and all this stuff. And, you know, I'll get like a tie-dye with a mood ring or something. So it's, it spans the spectrum and it's so much fun. And I would assume that the students probably learn from each other on that to see what yes. someone else's perception is of something. So yes. they kind of know that there's, for lack of a better term, there's different audiences exactly. that may think of Interpret a photo it. differently. Yeah. We, critiquing is huge too. And it's hard because nobody wants to be told that, you know, this stinks. But it's important because if it does and everyone's telling you it's great, it's like asking your mom if this looks good. Of course she's going to say it looks good. Why wouldn't she? <laughs> <laughs> so we do anonymous critiques. So we take, you know, what they feel is whatever image they want critiqued. Honestly, it doesn't have to be their best. It could be their worst just to see what people think. They stick it in a folder. They put a title to it. And then we bring it up. We read the title and then we just talk. But we don't know whose it is. Um, what's really cool is throughout the semester or the term, you start to recognize whose images is who, even though it doesn't have a name attached to it because people are developing a style. They use certain lighting techniques or they shoot close up or more of a landscape. And so you start to pick up everyone's style as time goes on that you don't need the name, you know whose it is. But it is really cool. And I think we get more honest feedback because they're not worried about, oh, I'm going to hurt Joe's feelings if I... <laughs> Uh, so I do like that aspect of it. And I think that is an important part. And if you don't have someone critique your work, you're not going to be able to grow because you don't know what you don't know. And you see it one way and everyone else is seeing it another way. So if you had to give one tip to somebody that wants to get into photography, what would you tell them? Always have your camera on you. I think that is the most important thing because if you're not constantly photographing, you're not evolving, you're not learning, you're not making mistakes. So if you have it with you all the time, you're more apt to pull it out and try something. And that's where you get to the point where I'm cursed, where you look at everything and everything is a photograph. You're framing absolutely everything you're looking at wherever you are. I could just do it this way. Oh, what if I made that black and white? Or So you get to that point the more you practice. So it's important to have your camera. Amazing. Jessica, thank you for sharing this experience with us. Absolutely. I look forward to having more conversations with you about we the will. college of business <laughs> and some of the current trends and everything else that has to do with photography. And to our listeners, we appreciate your time as well. If you have any questions, please consider reaching us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn using the username at NWTC Business or by simply searching College Business at NWTC.